Welcome on back to another episode of Points and Doinks, your favorite fantasy football podcast with your two favorite other podcast hosts. I don't know how to explain it. We got cheese here, curveballs and chair shots, buddy, friend. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, Travis. How are you doing on this fine Tuesday night? It's another week, man. I'm ready to rock and roll, ready to talk some fantasy football. But before that, I also wanted to talk about, because apparently I somehow missed a question on Trapdoor to Hell last week. First of all, I missed apparently a lot of shout-outs that I was supposed to give. Damn. Johnny Roca doesn't always label the emails the same, so I didn't know that some of these people's names were in the header. Uh, I commented on the pay on on the post like my bad. Apparently, I didn't read the header and notice that all your guys' names were in here. You should have got a shout out for all the questions. But on top of that, apparently, I also missed a question from Johnny Roca about labeling us all characters from Practical Jokers. A very important question that we answered on curveballs and chair shots. Yeah, what was funny with too was J Row had texted me after the fact. And said, dude, you missed this question. I looked back to the email. He did not send it to me. He sent a bunch of other ones. It must have just slipped through the crack on it for him. Or I can't read. I don't know. Um, but the funniest thing was thinking about, because Dominic did say on curveballs and chair shots, and I know uh, I know exactly when he said it that it wasn't. But he did say, like, I guess I'm going to have to listen now to get the answer. I knew that was a big fat. He wasn't going to, but. The fact, the, the idea of him listening all the way through to something just for an answer and not getting it is very hysterical to me. I, I will say he did listen to this latest episode of Trapdoor to Hell. Not the entire episode, but I did text the little group chat that we're in that they had to go out of their way to listen to the wrestling portion of Trapdoor to Hell because the rush, you know, wrestling doesn't get talked too much about on Trapdoor to Hell. So when it gets talked about, you know, we got to listen to it and see what kind of insights Travis Gunderson gives on the podcast. And he what gave us some insights. Talk- what the fuck did I talk about wrestling? Uh, well, you talked about uh, some one of your illustrious emailers asked uh, if there's any type of celebrity crush or something you had back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. And then you talked about <laughs> just whipping your dick out and jacking off to, you know, Tori Wilson or whatever on SmackDown while little Ty Gundy's <laughs> just there in the bottom bunk. No, I all all the clue, all the clueless. No idea what's going on. But yeah, I mean, this was at the back end of the podcast. We're like four or five shots in on banana whiskey. So it's understandable. Was a good time, but I did want to say I listened to your guys's, and I don't think I would have had a different lineup for us as Impractical Jokers. I think you nailed it exactly on the head. Thank you, and Dominic, as he said, doesn't listen, doesn't watch Impractical Jokers at all. So I felt like I had to carry the load, and I think I did a great. That job. was that was fun, but you know what, too, that seems like a show that he would watch. You know what I'm saying? Well, unfortunately, you know the cable system trying to squeeze every let last money drop out of him they took out true tv so he can't watch it anymore he took out true tv <laughs> and he can't watch uh, rick and morty because they took out cartoon network yeah, apparently they, well they did that to me too so it's a whole thing and, the, and they don't put it um, i don't want to get into it that's a if you want to hear me talk about the rick and morty thing i can talk about that on trapdoor to hell but um we're here to talk fantasy football and of course we have tyler and johnny roca they came back with another a uh, weekly segment that they do, and I heard last week. Last week's was great. Um, they actually showed up last week, so let's hope they showed up this week. 
And uh, shout out to you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, everybody. We are back here again, again, uh, with Johnny Roca for Commissioner's Corner. Johnny, how you doing today, pal? I'm great. What's up, everybody? Oh, man, another beautiful – this time on a Tuesday morning, so we're ahead of – if anything drops, you know, Wednesday after they record their section. Sadly, we won't have the updates on it, but, you know, doing it Tuesday mornings, everything should be all right. Hopefully not too too big of news coming out, but off the top here, I did want to say Nick Chubb – I just got an update. Nick Chubb tested positive for COVID. What? So – We'll see. Maybe it could be Dearness Johnson time again, like we saw two weeks ago. Yeah, after I dropped him in a couple of my leagues. So, man, what a break. And then yeah. I give you, or I traded you, Nick Chubb, uh, a few weeks back, didn't I? And yeah, panned out last week. But it, it's, 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 been, it's been brutal seeing, you know, it was at the time perfectly fair trade. Everything looked good. And that now uh, AJ Brown's starting to get the ball a little more. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown has been hurt on my on my end. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon's Joe Mixon is doing what I thought Joe Mixon would do, so that was kind of like Joe Mixon for Nick Chubb. I was like, all right, that should be pretty fair. Nick Chubb goes down with injury; he's he's out, he's sick, you know, just can't stay on the field. So it's been it's been brutal. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> we uh, after our trade, we made a trade for Nick Chubb and uh, and Mixon as part of a package deal and. I felt like I made out like a bandit with Joe Mixon because he was on a downside when I got him. And I was like, I got faith in this dude. And, and as luck has it, of course, he starts going off now that he left your your franchise. Yep. So. yep. And and it's only that side of the team because I have – because for those of you, those out there who don't know, I traded Joe Mixon, Robert Woods, and A.J. Brown. And Johnny Roca gave me Nick Chubb, Sterling Shepard, and Antonio Brown. <laughs> and I, I still have Joe Mixon and Robert Woods in my other league. Oh, great. So they, they've been putting up decent numbers in my other league, but it's only this league to where it's like, okay, you know, if you're on my team, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, it kind of looks like history is repeating itself too because your team, again, was not doing very well last year, and all of a sudden you squeezed in the playoffs and then you made it to the to the Fantasy Super Bowl. So if history is going to repeat itself, then well, let's watch out for Team Tyler there. I, you know, I really hope so. <laughs> I could be – let's see, right now I'm 2-7 and seven in, in that league – and I could easily be what four and five, two two oh, weeks. Yeah. That that first week with Antonio Brown was a big swing. And this week, I started uh, I started Kadarius Tony over Hunter Renfro, oh. and I lose by five points when that was in oh. like a sixteen point swing. So, you know, just just got to make some better, smarter uh, managerial decisions on my yeah. part. Kadarius Tony gave me what I now call the baby carrot. One point. Uh, Oh man, I hate it. It's it's frustrating. <laughs> but enough about how I did this week in fantasy. How'd you do this week? I went three and one, um, and I lost. The, my one loss was by a few points, also, and because I didn't start the right guy. I don't remember who it was. I don't have those notes right here with me, but I came up just short, but that close from being uh, four and zero. Oh. So, still a good that's, week. That's I mean, three and one is a is a beautiful week. Um, all right, well, let's get right into our prompt for this week. Uh, we kind of talked about it last week, and I hinted. I was like, maybe this will be a future um, future Commissioner Corner question. And yeah. Might as well throw it out there this week. So 
tiebreakers. Uh, do you have any favorite ways that you break ties in any of your leagues? Do you have any, you know, fun ways that you've come up with or like out of the box ideas? I seen, um, you know, me and Travis, we follow Barstool a lot. They do their own fantasy football league. And last year, one of their tiebreakers was, or they did a different tiebreaker every week to okay. the point of like, and it was something that wasn't even football related. It was like, oh, if you send out a tweet, how many how many likes did you get on that tweet? Whoever had the most likes on a tweet that week got the tiebreaker. That's really so, cool, actually. So, yeah, I, I was wondering, like, have you ever thought about doing something outside of <clears throat> outside of the football realm to break a tie? Yeah, when you when you presented these questions to me, I was thinking about that and I was I couldn't think of anything to be honest with you. I mean, outside of some sort of physical event or, you know, a mm-hmm. coin flip or you know, just, you know, something, but I like that idea. Um, I don't know like amongst us if we were to try to put something out and see and get the most likes or what. I I would probably do something on the terms of let's do some sort of a like a, a glamour shop type wannabe photo of ourselves and let's see who gets more likes on that photo let's see who's more beautiful you know uh, that, that, <laughs> i like that I, that's funny i like that yeah i don't know that would be kind of funny but yeah the, yeah that's pretty cool that's i like that idea um uh, another out of the box idea is like no they're not really out of the box i guess they're in the box because they are fantasy related but points against amounts kind of a crazy one um and then because a lot of people do points for yeah and then um how about the highest single player performance from a best player on your bench? So, for example, a lot of people who will going to probably talk about this later. Uh, lots of people benched James Conner this past week. Who Me scored being like one what? of them. Yep. Yeah. 39 points in most leagues in some formats. And that probably would have broke a tie maybe because he was the best bench player. You know what yep. I mean? So, yep. But <clears throat> as far as favorites go, uh, most bench points is the most traditional one. But that seems to work against people because uh, if you're heavy on the bye week, obviously, then, you know, you might have seven players versus his three, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of lopsided. Um, also, mm, home team, really, there is no home team advantage. It's just kind of how it's assigned, right? And I don't know, I I was never a big fan of home, te- home field advantage at the beginning, I was, but, you know, you give, usually you give a team like a three to five point advantage at the beginning yeah. to give them that edge, but a lot of people don't like that either because they're like, well, he didn't earn those points, you know, so... Uh, but for me, <clears throat> what's been working lately is to do the quarterbacks, whoever had the higher quarterback total. Uh, for ex- example, last night in one of my leagues, uh, my neighborhood league, they finished 93-93, mm-hmm. and it came down to their quarterbacks. And uh, one player A had uh, uh, Derek, I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins, and then the other guy had Derek Carr. So the other guy won 23-20 to 20 on the tiebreaker. Wow. Kirk wow. Cousins barely edged him out. Yep. Um, Everyone seems to like that. It's very seldom that the two quarter start starting quarterbacks will tie, but it does happen. So from oh, there, yeah. I believe it's to the bench. So, uh, do you get a lot of complaints when it comes <clears throat> to tiebreakers being the commissioner of leagues, or is it Ooh. kind of like do they do they get you know are they like oh well you know we knew the rules beforehand how how does that usually go out for you? I, I mean I can't say for what they're saying in their mind or or behind yeah. my back yeah <laughs> but. But most people seem to be pretty accepting of it. But uh, that does bring me to a story that happened back in 2018 uh, in my XPO work league before it turned into the Sons of Fanarchy. We had a guy in the league who bitched about everything. And then so and then it goes so that he lost a tiebreaker. Oh, geez. And the tiebreaker was bench points. 
he was like, oh, fuck that. Uh, why should my bench or his bench? And he was just so pissed off about it. He decided to quit the league. And I was like, you know, hey, if you want to leave, go ahead and leave. Yeah. Everyone else was accepting of it. And they just said that, that he was mad because he lost. And I, and I even kind of told him in the nicest way possible. I go, bro, if it was the other way around, would you be as pissed? And he was like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. It's still a stupid rule. So. Uh, I think guys like that are kind of toxic, anyways, and I'm kind of glad he left. So yeah, you don't you don't want to you don't want that in in your fantasy league, which we talked about. You know, fantasy is a fun thing that mm-hmm. we do. You know, yeah, you, you don't want to get that worked up over it. And I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think bench points is probably the most fair. I I get it, like you said. Yeah. You know, you have bye weeks and and yep. things like that. Players that are injured that you don't want to give up on your bench, but the other guy could have that same situation like it it comes down to you know fantasy football is you want to have the best roster possible right well that's how you break a tie you know even your bench has to be good enough to 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 win you some weeks that is a very solid point Tyler. i like that you're very right so for those who want to argue about about the bench point rule out there it's actually a really good rule so good good stuff tyler um standings playoff ties when it comes because we're getting close to the playoffs mm-hmm. um what do you like and i'll answer this question first about what you like about um tiebreakers so in case uh it's a playoff seating and number seven and eight happen to tie for the year uh what would be a good way to break that tie i mean so you got uh, most points for head-to-head division records and point against uh, those are kind of your standard options in a, in a fantasy league i seem to like the points for yeah. Because if you think about it, for those who don't know, in the historic, prehistoric days of, of fantasy football, because this has been around for years, mm-hmm. um, the way they used to play the standings was never a head-to-head matchup. It was just straight up, we're playing for season points, and whoever has the most points at the end of the year is our champion. It was never head-to-head, which, yeah. of course, that made it fun. But I, I like that the fact that if you're performing well in the year, um, that it's going to help you on that tiebreaker because there's also, you know, those weeks where you have the second highest total of the week and you happen to play the number one guy. You're like, yeah. damn, I would have easily beat the rest of the league, but you lose. Right. But it's also kind of a win because it goes toward your season total. So I like the points for on the total season. That's my favorite. And that's the way I go most leagues, but there's other ways. Do you like yeah. any, any other method or I'm, I'm all for the points for, <laughs> Just uh, I I had the the situation happen. I think that was kind of the reason that I got in. We talked about last week me getting into the playoffs, squeaking in. Mm, I think I was yeah. tied with somebody, but I I had so many points for, and my points against was insane. I think I was like, nice. I think I was like top five in points for, but like top two in points against. So mm-hmm. and I like you said, well, I ended up barely sneaking into the playoffs. So points for is just. You know, I uh, like I just said, you know, the testament what fantasy football is all about is, yeah. you know, putting together the best lineup possible. And, you know, you could put together this stellar lineup and still get just absolutely smashed by somebody mm-hmm. who just they had everybody go off that week. But yeah. like you said, it, it still continues to go towards season towards the total season points. And it show it ends up showing up like, OK, although I lost that week. I still am winning overall at the end yes, of the sir. day. Yes, you know? sir. Yeah, and I, in retrospect, I do remember you were uh, you were losing so much, but 
you were you were just you were you were killing it. You just happened to be playing the best guy. It seemed like every other week. So I, I was yeah. getting everybody's monster games. It seemed like it was just yeah. it was a constant uphill battle, and it was like I can't do anything about it. I'm setting a good lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just these these guys are just going off against my team. Yeah, and, and how how karma would serve it. You ended up going to the Super Bowl last year, the fantasy Super Bowl. Yep. So it worked out. It so, did. I like that. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping again we could get this same kind of magic rolling here. So. I'm rooting for you, buddy. And I, <clears throat> I, I would like to see you do the same thing again this year, to be honest with you. Not to be biased, but I'd like to see that. And, you know, maybe you win it this year if, if it's not me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. As long in an ideal world, it'd be me and you in that fantasy Super Bowl. Let's call it right now, baby. Let's, let's speak <laughs> it out. Let's put it into existence. Um, yes, sir. Did you have any other any other fun, you know, tiebreaker stories or anything like that? No, nah, nothing I could think of. But like I said, I, I did have one one league last night that went down. And uh, yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's, I just have to close by saying that ties are boring. I don't like yes. ties. I don't like them in the NFL really either. It kind of fucks up the whole standing playoff race, kind of confu- causes confusion. Um, and, I don't, and I don't know if you know this, but in my leagues, I don't really do the decimals. I don't do the fraction. That um, was my next question coming up was, was sure. uh, how – like with the scoring system, you do see a little bit more ties in fantasy football because you do that yeah. solid scoring system. Yeah. So how, like, do you do Is there a reason for that? Is it just kind of like to keep fan, to keep your players more into it? Cause maybe they get a little more confused when it comes to the decimal or more upset about things that way, or. You, you nailed it right there. Actually, it does confuse people. Um, I have a turn style of players, a nice turnaround of, of, of rookies and veterans in my fantasy league, and it confuses the shit out of the newer players because uh, they're just so like scared of the numbers, right? Um, but to me, I'm just you know, if you know if anyone knows me, I'm very traditional, and I don't like doing things that ref- that that the NFL wouldn't do. So mm-hmm. until we start seeing decimals and fraction points in the NFL games, then I'm going to stay away from it in my leagues. Um, I'm, I'm the same way with negative points until they start taking negative points away in, in real life NFL games then I'll consider it in my leagues but I'm just too traditional man if you earn the points keep the points yep if it's a solid points a solid point I would hate to get to lose by a half point it just does to me it doesn't sound right so it's, some may agree some may not it happened it again we go back to last year it happened to me mm-hmm. in the other league in the CTE mm-hmm. league and mm-hmm. it was against I believe it was against either cheese or it was against our buddy Dominic because we have yeah. a little group chat where we talk and and I just yeah. remember I just hoping and praying because he was up like half a point and he had Tom Brady as his quarterback and I was like please just kneel the ball down just just <laughs> kneel it because then he gets this, those <laughs> negative points but yeah. yeah just losing by point I think it was like point one or something like that oh. absolutely absolutely brutal beat see yeah I'm I'm just not a fan of it but. I know a lot of people would disagree, but that's where I stand. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, do you have any – you want to let the people know your stardoms and sit-ums for this week? <clears throat> yes, I do, sir. A um, few stardoms. Um, first of all, before I start, I want to apologize to the listeners who do take my word for granted or, or actually take it seriously. I apologize for calling it wrong on the Denver running backs and on Matt Ryan and on Derek Carr. I, I, I miscued all of those, and I do want to at least acknowledge that I was wrong. So. 
Hey man, it, ha- <laughs> it happens to the best of us. I, I, yeah. I did some season long predictions that I'm sure if people actually listen to what I said, they're probably like, yeah. I never want to listen to these guys again. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we go out there, we always make it known to the listeners. We're not experts, you know, we're just kind of the average Joe guys doing this, yep. but you know, some people probably listen and go, damn, that's a good idea. And then they're probably swearing at us at the end of the week. So, yep. Know. Yep. But anyhow, my starters this week, I got a uh, star Devontae Smith from the Philadelphia Eagles. I got Jacoby Myers out in uh, New England. And uh, for those who picked up Adrian Peterson, this is the week to start him. I strongly believe that it's a home game. It's the second game back. He kind of knocked all the rust off in that last game. He's going to go off this week. I'm going to start him in my leagues. Yeah. So if you have Adrian Peterson, I strongly suggest to go ahead and start him. Um, on the sit-ums, uh, Mike White, if you own him, he's going to possibly be back from injury, but watch that questionable but i still wouldn't trust him that finger might be nagging because it is on the throwing arm mm-hmm. um, antonio brown is still wearing a boot um and he is he's uh, slated to come back later this week but he was wearing the boot so i don't think he's going to be 100 so i don't think he's going to be targeted as much as the other two studs on that team so i would not start antonio brown and then Tua tagoviola uh against baltimore's defense baltimore's defense is going to eat him up this week so i definitely would not start him um, and then also, this is kind of a weather-related uh, uh, forecast thing right here. Any Detroit players, uh, they are going to Pittsburgh this week, and there's going to be rain and wind in the forecast. So I would not start any Pittsburgh, uh, oh, sorry, any Detroit players because of that weather aspect. So yeah, that, yeah, that's my take. Man, you know, last week was was brutal, brutal for for some of those guys out there. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see, who who would I like this week? I tried looking beforehand, but. I completely, I had these names in my head and then I just completely forgot who I was going to bring up. Um, I like Kirk Cousins to start against uh, the Chargers. Chargers defense has, they've shown their signs of being good, but my Minnesota's looked really good of late. Um, Oh, Russell Wilson is back this week. So if you, if you're a Seattle wide receiver, if you're an owner of any of the Seattle wide receivers, you should be very happy right now because you're mm-hmm. getting your guy back. Yes, um, let's see for running backs. we kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, Chase Edmonds went down. So James Connor, who in his own right with Chase Edmonds there has been mm-hmm. a touchdown scoring machine, but he's yes. been really touchdown dependent. Yes. Now he's getting a chance to get a full workload. And I think he's going to have a really nice week this week, um, especially going against Carolina, whose defense has proven to be not very good of late. So I do like sure. it very inconsistent. So I do like um, <clears throat> I do like J- uh, James Conner. And then we kind of touched on Nick Chubb with with the COVID situation. He is a vaccinated player, so I believe he needs two two negatives two back-to-back negatives in order to play this week. Um, so there is a chance he comes back, but if he does fully test positive and he doesn't play this week, then I believe Dearness Johnson should have a, another monster game. I know they're playing in New yeah. England. Yeah. It's, you know, New England is always <laughs> tough to, to play at home, but Dearness Johnson showed a lot of talent against Denver, yeah. and I just think he could have a really, really good game. Yeah. Um, Let's see, where else should we go here? Tight ends. Uh, Kyle Pitts has been absolutely blowing it up. Um, he's skyrocketed himself into a top five situation over there in Atlanta, and it seems like he's that number one guy now with with Calvin Ridley being, being out. Um, 
anybody else that I really wanted to touch on. I don't think there's anybody else I really wanted to touch on here. Well, good stuff. And I, I really enjoy it when, when you've done this in, in, uh, in episodes past, you would bring up the details of how he needs to get out of that COVID protocol. So yeah, I know it's helped me out when I've heard and I've listened. So any listeners out there and you got a guy on COVID, listen to Mr. Tyler because he knows what the fuck he's talking about with the COVID protocol. Yes, sir. Well, so uh, I, I do have, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go for it. I was going to sign it off, but if you got something. Oh, yeah, no, I, I do have the wifey waiting for me. So yeah, I'm in, uh, she, she's waiting in the car for me. So she's like, let's go. So, you know, shout out to the wife, man, for putting up with this. She knows how much I love this. Um, no, I do have one quick topic to bring up real quick. And this is going to actually go in as a question and a segue to uh, when, we, when we bring it right back to Cheese and the Travis here. Yep. But I want to get your opinion on this. We had a blockbuster trade go down in one of my leagues uh, last night. And it's the reason why my um, I, I usually put out the, uh, the the recap. I was mm-hmm. two hours late putting my recap out because I was dealing with this crazy trade that went through last night. And I want to see what you think about it. Okay. So <clears throat> guy A and guy B. Okay. Guy A is at the top of the league right now. Okay. Probably the number two guy in the league. Okay. Oh, wow. <clears throat> guy number two is one in seven. Well, I think one in eight now. Okay. So you got A is really hot. Guy B is real low. Guy A is going to receive Russell Wilson, Mark Andrews, and DK Metcalf in return for Ben Roethlisberger, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and Jacoby Myers. A three-for-four trade. Basically, the, the number one guy is going to get the, the, the elite players, and the lower guy is going to get four mediocres. Uh, yeah, that's... Your take on that. What do you think? No filter. That... Just... Say what you think. That that's a little that's a little fishy. That's in my opinion mm-hmm. that that I would be, I would be looking into that just to see like what's going on because we talked about it last week with guys being one and seven. Yep. You know we talked about the the aspect of just giving up on your team and and yep. not touching your team and just kind of letting it die, but we didn't really talk very much about the other side of it of. I'm going to just sell off all my players, you know, whoever gets to me first, you could have whoever. And that's yep. another, that's another issue to where it's like, all right, it's kind of creating that unfair balance of, you know, if, if you're buddies with a guy who's like you said, like player a is second best in the league. If he's, if he's buddies with whoever that low guy is, you know, it, it you start getting some collusion and you start getting, you start pissing off other players in the league. So yeah. it's, it's, it's very fishy to the point, like to just based on player names, like you just gave, you just gave away. Not only did you give up a top 10 quarterback and a top 10 wide receiver, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a connection. It, I can't really think of the word, but it, you know, that QB wide receiver tag oh, team. combo. The combo. Yeah. It's like, that's a little, that's a little out there. It's a little weird, yeah. but yeah, yeah it, 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 I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very uh, neutral about it because I have to be fair to my players. Who can of course. Do this. Um, it, it does look a little fishy at first, but I do know that these two guys are not really buddy buddies, okay. um, but then again, we don't know what goes on between the two of them. They, they can have their own secret conversations that of we don't course. know. Of course. But um, I do know that the guy, the number two guy, he is a trade Poor. He loves to trade, man. He he's always throwing like all these crazy trades. He did. He sent a trade to me last two a week, two weeks ago. Three receivers for one kicker. He wanted the kicker. He offered me three and got one kicker. And I said, sure, why not? It's a no brainer. Okay. So yes. you get an idea of what this guy's like. The other guy, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. It's kind of up there. But I do want to present this question as we bring it back to Cheese and Travis. Again, Russell Wilson, Mark Andrews, and Metcalf, in exchange for Roethlisberger, Landry, Hooper, and Jacoby Myers, what do you guys think of this trade? Yeah, that's that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I do have another question about like, yes, sir. Do, do you do league? Do you do league vetoes in that, or is that a yeah, commissioner? I'm sorry to mention that. Yeah, yeah. No, we do vetoes. So there's already a couple guys in the league who are screaming veto, and we need okay. to break this trade down. And it's not going to happen. So we're going to see what happens Wednesday. We had a, a 42 comment feed last night on this. Uh, all four of the guys. Uh, the, the two guys in it and the two guys complaining and the two and the guys who just don't think it's right, just arguing and talking shit to each other. And I had to sit there and try to play mediator. And I of sat course. there with my popcorn and was like, this is crazy. It's funny. It's wow. You know, so I'm, and I made a comment, Hey man, this is better than the Biden Trump election <laughs> plays out come Wednesday. You know? Oh my God. That's going to be, I, I can't wait. I, I would hope that you'd send me, send us some updates on how oh, yeah. that ends up playing out because I'm, I'm fully invested in it as well. Like how the hell is this thing going to go down? Um, yeah. So we'll see what Travis and cheese think about it. Also a quick shout out real quick. I'm wearing my Keenan Allen Jersey today for my boy, George Casper. Happy birthday. He, he listens. He's a new listener and he's probably going to have a question for the boys later too, but yeah, Beautiful. I'll let you guys know what happens with this, but it's been fun, Tyler. I, I enjoyed doing this with you, brother. Awesome. It's been great. And you know, I, I look forward to this every single week, man. So yes, sir. Without further ado, we could throw it on back over to Travis and Cheese for the rest of the Points and Doinks podcast. All right, and we're back. Too I, bad. Have con- I have confirmation that they actually did it this week, and they did it on a Tuesday, so they're not just going to snipe us like they did last week where we talk about Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham and Michael Thomas and you know all these great things that they're going to do in the upcoming week. And then just, you know, the whole NFL world comes caving in and we just were completely left off the, uh, you know, to talk about it. Well, yeah. And then Johnny and then Roke we, and Tyler gets to talk about it. And then we get to put and then but then like that's half of our commentary on the back half because it's posted a day and a half later. And everybody's like, why are they talking about this? Realize when we record people Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday now th- night. This time we're just all going to be late and we have all the information. They didn't talk about Dalvin Cook. We'll talk about Dalvin Cook. We know things they don't know. <laughs> there you go and i like it like that okay yeah we like to be the smart ones that's right and uh let's talk about something that they finished up talking about uh last i believe in their segment was this i guess fishy trade that was um that popped up in a um in a in a league that johnny roca runs i i'm guessing here so the trade i don't know if i'm missing part of this picture um, so, so the picture I have and the people listening to this would have already it, heard it a bunch it of times four for three. It's a four for three trade. The person getting Russell Wilson, Mark Andrews and DK Metcalf have a six and three record, I believe, while the other team who is getting the four players, the quote unquote weaker players are one in eight. So the question is, is this a viable trade? Is there collusion? Johnny Roca looked into it. He hasn't really found anything suspicious i guess in terms of actual collusion or evidence of collusion but maybe it's just the fact of someone just giving up on their team just holding a fire sale so so the the one and eight team is giving up or no is receiving will the one and eight team will be receiving ben roethlisberger jarvis landry austin hooper and jacoby myers while the six and three team will be uh, receiving Russell Wilson, 
who may be back this week. They're not sure. He's close. Mark Andrews and DK Metcalf. So I guess the question is, do you think this is fair? Do you think there's collusion here? On the surface, it does look kind of fishy. The only thing that jumps out to me, I would say, would be the tight ends. Why would you be trading Austin Hooper for Mark Andrews? Now, if you take out the tight ends completely and it's just straight up Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf for, you know, Big Ben Jarvis and Jacoby Myers. Yes. You know, those three guys don't exactly have the biggest of names and aren't the best people in the world. But, you know, DK and Russ, you know, it's not Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams. So that's what I think the tight ends is really where I was. I was at, you know, maybe there's something here that doesn't you know sit right with me. You know, I think this could be just a one and eight team needing some depth and and willing to give up what seems like better players all around to just get an extra backup position, assuming that Renee's team, which is six or Rennie, I don't want to do that again because I did that before. Whoever your name is, Ren, uh, who's uh, six and three. Assuming that maybe they just need that they have the depth and just would want to get some ta- more talented players out of it. <clears throat> I mean, as long as I think as long as this passes through your your league because everybody has a chance to veto, I think this is a clean trade. Yeah, I mean, I said the thing about the tight ends, but I think overall, I don't have too too big of an issue with it because because I'm, I'm looking at it this way like when russell wilson plays he's obviously a way better player than ben roethlisberger dk metcalf uh may not may, may have a lower flow floor but his ceiling is way higher than jarvis landry's mark andrew's ceiling is way higher than i think both jacoby myers and austin hooper well jacoby myers you know can't buy a touchdown yeah, yeah, that's the point. I mean, he he does decent on yardage and catches, but like, yeah, he does not get in the end zone. So I, I and I think it's just, yeah, maybe this no dab guy, no dab, who the fuck knows, um, just needs some depth. I don't yeah, know. Strange trade. I probably wouldn't do it, but I think overall, I think if it was just like two similar record teams. I think this would be fine. The only question is, you know, the bad team trading to the good team. But I think overall, I'm, I'm not in this league. I don't know what all the rosters look like, but just kind of looking on the outside, I'm, I'm letting it go. Now, check this out. I, uh, I did. I uh, proposed one of my first trades ever this week. Oh, Mr. Like no trades. Mr. No trades proposed this trade this week. I propose this trade to CJ, who's basic variance in our uh, This is the End Zone League, which I, uh, shout out, I named it. But, uh, I propose a trade where I trade Dalton Dalton Schultz to him for Tony Pollard in return. Fair? So you're getting Tony Pollard? Yes. And then who would be your, your tight end fill-in? I don't need a tight end. This is a... This this league is uh quarterback, running back, wide receiver, flex, flex. Okay, so I mean I don't have too big of an issue. Dalton Schultz as a tight end, you know, he he's a good tight end, but he's not, you know, top three 
And Tony Pollard, I think at this point of the season, once you're past buys and everything like that, I think it is a smart idea to kind of stock up on backups. Just in case something happens, you never know. You you're at this point of the season, you probably have your set lineup that you're probably not going to waver from too much. Was really stacking your bench is, is a good option. Thank you. Appreciate that. I yeah, have that's a I have, good I have, trade out there. Except my trade. I have I have I have a trade that I thought I uh, accepted or I thought went through, but so I need to ask you this, Travis. Uh, this is in the CT league, obviously, because it's the only thing I do. But uh, me and Dominic, we worked at a trade to where I was going to trade uh, Joe Burrow for David Montgomery. Dominic has a shit ton of people on IR and he had to move some things around and it was the Saturday. So I don't know if because the week and people playing that messed up everything. So anyway, yada, yada, yada. We agree to the trade on Saturday. I wait for it to quote unquote go through on Monday. It never went through. I never was able to get David Montgomery. So then I resent the trade. And then Dominic rescinds on the trade because he, quote unquote, did his own research. And I also made some other moves because people are idiots and drop Chris Carson and Russell Wilson. So I've really loaded up my lineup. So Dominic rescinds his offer and does not go through with accepting the trade once again, even though we've already agreed to the trade on Saturday. Thoughts on that, Mr. Commissioner? Um, I didn't know that anything bad had happened. Um, I, I guess there's been, I don't, I don't even know if there's a, there should be a place. I should be getting alerts that anytime this is happening. I don't know if I need to set this up differently or figure out what the hell's going on because I should have been alerted and then I should have seen that this trade be processed because it was agreed on by both parties. And it was not okay, contested so the, by the, any the, the one thing is, I don't know how exactly it works because it's Dominic and he had to move some people around on his bench. And I don't know if he, you know, dropped somebody, but then he didn't go back and approve the trade to begin with, which I think is what actually happened. But I still proposed the trade. So I think you should have gotten an alert that I proposed a trade. I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even see that at all. That's insane. So, yeah, just a little ticked off. I'm not angry because let's I'm probably going to just drop. Joe Burrow, regardless, because I have Russell Wilson, I probably would rather have him. But yeah, yeah, um, so he's he's getting ready to come back. So, oh uh, yeah, me me and Dom, I was not happy with Dominic when he sent me that. But so you were texting him on the side, like, "Hey, are you going to accept this?" And he goes, "Yeah, it looks good to me. I just give me a second. But so the thing is, we did most of the trade discussion Saturday. He he puts it through, or he says he he agreed to it, and then we go through Saturday, Monday, or Sunday, Monday doesn't go through. And then it just expired. I didn't get anything. So then I resent him the trade. And... And, the, and then he goes, I did my own research. Yeah. Which means, which means he just, he just looked at it again and said, you know what? I think he's trying to screw me over. Is he, which is true because Donnie dropped Chris Carson and I picked him up and then I picked up Russell Wilson. So, I mean, at, at this point, I'm not like super mad. I'm a little disappointed, but. Well, you had that. You had that at that time. You needed the depth at running back position. But then Donnie went and did his thing. I definitely didn't have this big old scheme in my head. No, when we, when we agreed to it on Saturday. But you, you know, had depth. You had depth of the. You understand the depth of the quarterback position. You needed some running back help. Uh, it seemed fair to me. And this is a very quarterback heavy league we play in. So yeah, Joe Burrow. Might not be the best regular quarterback, but he's very valuable in our league. I think so. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into some of these questions here from points of doing. These, uh, these next three right here are from Goose. 
Goose. Half Moon Bay Goose, always sending them out. Shout out Top Gun. So shout out to This Is The End Zone. I'm on a three-game winning streak going on four. Goose, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I love it. Awesome. Uh, first question here. Hard to trust Matty Ice. Currently have no backup. Mac Jones was my backup, but can't trust him, so I dropped him. Best waiver option, question mark, someone to hold on to for remainder of the season. He bullet points. Heineke, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tungalo. Not going to – nope. Tunga Vailoa. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, like well, it's not, even, it's not even spelt right here, so it even screw me off. Even That's why before. we just say Tua. Yeah. I, I did, You should just put Tua. And then lastly, Trevor Simeon. So I think – I think um, – so the problem with the rest of these is is their you know is their ceiling to floor right because Mac uh, I think Matty Ice sometimes could have a low floor but his ceiling is usually pretty high if you're looking for a backup who like when you're not sure if Matty Ice has a good matchup or not sure what's going on with him because I think he's obviously going to be your first choice I think you have to have Baker Mayfield at this point he looked healthy this past week. Um, against uh, Cincinnati, looked fine. He's got no more OBJ to worry about, and um, I, I believe he gives the best uh, gap closure in that Florida ceiling range. So, like, I think Baker Mayfield is going to score you. Let's say if you're in a conservative league, 16 points pretty much every week, and not kind of waver from that. And then on the, but only on the high side, you're only going to get maybe 22 instead of where Matty Ice can shoot up and get like a 30 point game sometimes. But then there are those games where it's like 11 points. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I really like Matt Ryan just kind of right now. I pull up the schedule uh, Cowboys, New England, Jaguars, Buccaneers, Panthers, 49ers, Lions. There's a lot of good matchups in there. I mean, yes, the Buccaneers might scare you, but you could. Teams have shown you can move the ball on them through the air. And the Falcons are a playoff team right now. So they're they're playing well. They're really moving the ball, definitely doing more things through the air. Quadell Patterson's doing his thing. So I don't think you need to, like, stress out too, too much about trying to find a backup streamer. Uh, I do like uh, Tua, Baker. I mean, they got the COVID situation, that which we'll talk about. So I don't know how much that's going to affect the, you know him throwing the ball compared to them running it. But I do like Baker and Tua kind of out of those two options. And Mac Jones is a solid, you know, not going to mess up too, too much quarterback. He's a safe option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think he's just, he's, he's rookie Baker, right? He, but he's what Baker's He's going to turn into Baker in four or five years. If they just keep doing what he's doing. All right. Next question. Uh, in my other league, I have Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill. Who do I start this week? Who is the boom and who is the bust? Now, I know this week, Thursday night, the Colts have the Jets, which is a very favorable matchup. Do you know off the top of your head who the Titans have? Uh, Well, you're living in the past because the Colts beat the Jets last week on Thursday. Am I I confused? You are just way the fuck off. You're not too far off. The Colts play the Jaguars this week at home. This is weird. It loaded to week nine on my uh, laptop, but didn't give any scores. 
That was so stupid. My bad. My bad. It's okay. it's okay. So we got both teams are at home. We have the Titans at home against the Saints, while the Colts at home against the Jaguars. Now, Saints, solid defense. Falcons were able to move the ball a little bit on them last week. I mean, we saw the Jaguars just lock down Josh Allen and the Bills. Shout out Manning Curse. I told you on points of doing that was going to happen. I was definitely serious the whole time. But I do like Carson Wentz. He has a favorable matchup, favorable uh, schedule coming up these next few weeks. Jaguars are just one of them. I I do like Carson Wentz. Yes, you might be a little scared just of the namesake value, but uh, I mean, I I like it. I like Carson Wentz. You can start him. Now, maybe Ryan Tannehill has to throw the ball a little bit more just because he doesn't have Derrick Henry and who knows what, you know, AP is going to be doing out there. But long this week, I like Carson Wentz, and I think long-term, I like Carson Wentz as well. That's what I was going to bring up is the fact that how the game plan is ran. I was listening to um, Fantasy Focus Live um, earlier today, and they had mentioned that there was uh, two touchdowns that were scored by Tannehill last week. One was a two-yard pass to, to the uh, corner of the end zone, and one was a, a, a bootleg out to him uh, with – I think like three yards a game to get in the end zone. So without, without um, fucking Derrick Henry there, it seems like they're going to try and utilize him more in the, uh, in the red zone to get him in possibly. I don't think this week, even though like the saints could be a little scary. I think the way the Titans are playing, I, I don't think you're in a bad position starting either. I haven't looked at the schedules upcoming for that, um, but I'll just say right off the bat this week, I don't think you can go wrong starting either of them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I mean, maybe Jacksonville found something last week, but uh, I would assume. Hey, come both. on. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just trying to give Herb Meyer, the chop house, the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. I'm just trying to give Urban Meyer just a slice of the pie that I think he deserves. Just mm-hmm. stick his fingers in. Uh, and then finally, is CD Lamb trustworthy to start this week? Would you agree that Dak Prescott is looking rusty? Dak Prescott did not look great last week. Agreed. But I don't think it has to do with him. He looked healthy. He seemed to be moving around okay. I think this is a combination of taking the Denver Broncos lightly one and the Denver Broncos defense being good and actually being happy that Vaughn Miller is gone for some strange reason. I guess they were at odd end odds end with him. And then um, third and finally that the game plan was no, was that um, was just a lack of practice, right? He's coming back off. I I don't think he was back for full practices the week before the game. They're taking the Denver Broncos too easy. You know, it, it's a recipe for disaster. I, I think he'll be fine, and I think C.D. Lamb is fine to start this week. Yeah, someone who has the Dak C.D. stack, I'm not too, too uh, scared. I mean, going up against the Falcons this week at home should be a bounce-back game, and I, I, I agree with you. I think they just over simply overlooked the uh, Broncos, and coming off that emotional win against the Vikings, you know, sometimes you can – you know, get too hyped, and then you you just not saying they took it easy on the Broncos, but it was just kind of a whole mix of things. They should get right against the Falcons this week. Agreed. Uh, all right, next question is Manny from Hollister asks. He has two dilemmas here. 
One, at my RB2 spot, should I start Mike Davis or Devontae Freeman? I'll let you take this one first because this is something else. Yes, this is a, a tough one. Uh, someone who had a, you know had put his faith in Mike Davis and just Cord- the Cordell Patterson show happened. Uh, I am very frustrated. I know Travis picked him up. I don't know how you're feeling on him right now, but as we said, well, that was, it was more of a, um, for me, I picked him up as just a bench stash to see if they ever go to him in a heavy load. That way I have him because I put my eggs in a basket on Kenneth Gainwell. Right. And he wasn't, he's obviously not the guy. And at that point, I think in that league, Boston Scott was there, wasn't there. And wasn't doing all that. So, you know, it, it's kind of just stash and, stash and see for me. Yeah, and added, added issue here is it's uh, Fal- uh, Ravens game is on Thursday. So you got to make this call quick. Uh, I mean, it's a tough one, you know, going up against the Dolphins at home. You know, Devont- I mean, both of them are backup running backs. But I, I just feel like it's the Cordell Patterson show over there. And the, if the Cowboys do kind of get out in front, like I think they will. Patterson is going to be on the field regardless. And maybe Mike Davis will be on the field, but he's probably just going to be there for pass blocking. And I think it's a tough call either way, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Freeman. Freeman has a much better shot. I think at getting in the end zone. I, I like that. I like that for that reason. I don't think they're going to use Mike Davis in the end zone at all. So I, I, I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you there. Um, at tight end, should I start Zach Ertz? Or Dan Arnold. Now, Dan Arnold, Arnold is the uh, shout-out that you gave, what, last week, two weeks ago? All the weeks. All shout the weeks. Out, all the weeks. I've been on him since the preseason. Look it up, folks. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, I think it's a sticky position here. Uh, this is one of those ones where I'm saying maybe – Look at your Matt because Zach Ertz is not the only guy over there, correct? No, I well, I think at tight end, he's kind of the only guy there, but it's the Cardinals. We don't know what DeAndre Hopkins' situation is going to be like. Uh, so the Cardinals are playing at home against the Panthers. While is Kyler Murray back? Uh, we, I mean, we don't know. I, I equated it to the Dak Prescott situation, but I wasn't paying too close attention, so I don't know how close he actually was to, to playing. But, uh, you know, this is kind of the tough thing about doing these on Tuesdays where most of the teams aren't practicing right now. We'll get more of a clear situation, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. But yeah, even and even if they are like it's not important practices, if they're just a little banged up, they'll be like, oh, he missed practice today. That's kind of I think Dak like Dak was a limited participant Wednesday, but then by Thursday and Friday, he was full. So, Mm. So we got, I guess, I guess just go, I I would probably go with Zach Ertz. Like you just, you don't want it to be his day and then be out of the loop on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I mean, I, I have more faith in the Cardinals offense, regardless who's behind center, if it's Murray or Colt McCoy. And I mean, the Jaguars won last week. They scored nine points. I think the Cardinals, you know, they pissed nine points. Oh yeah. They for sure do. Uh, Next question from Trevor Silva. If you are having a fantasy draft right now, going into week 10, knowing what we know right now, who would be drafted in the first two rounds in a 10-man league? Well, 
number one overall pick is a tough one because it was going to be Derrick Henry, but since he's injured, yeah. Do you still take CMC number one? Yeah, because you're drafting for the second half of the season, but I don't even. Well, I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to. We're not going to take. Just say every single pick for the first two. We'll be here for a while. I mean, I think we can kind of go like by position. I think CMC is probably still number one. I think CMC and Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry, no, Derrick Henry's outlook is further than could be further than the fantasy season. Uh, CMC's upside. Alvin Kamara's even not healthy right now. Like, because those are your top three, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, may, I mean, Zeke is still kind of in there. Saquon's still injured. I tell you who's thrown in there. Jamar Chase is one of those weird guys. I mean, that Coop, Cooper, never Cooper Cup is, I think, the number one wide receiver taken off the board. Most definitely. Um, I mean, and the quarterbacks too, like those guys who reach for Patrick Mahomes, whoever those guys are, uh, they, they, they're not going Patrick Mahomes, right? Like he, uh, well, but yeah, because you, cause I'm assuming this is, this is seeing what they did for the first half. Right. Yeah. So you're looking at, and you're like, Oh, well, fuck, I ain't going Dak Prescott. That's the hard thing. I think you still go Josh Allen early. Yeah, I think because Josh the- Allen is the number one quarterback. It's not – I mean, he was number two, I think, coming into the season, but he still holds value. Patrick Mahomes, it's it, it's a it's a shit – it, yeah, it's a shit show. It is and what it is, right? Kelsey is still the number one tight end. I know you kind of talked about on Trap Road to Hell, but he isn't exactly producing wide receiver one numbers, but he's still producing tight end one numbers. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. So. He, you're, you're not happy where you drafted him, but you're happy if, if you're in a league that's – uh like uh requires a tight end you're happy that you at least got him and you're not trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in the back end although i got one guy i would like to talk about a little bit later it's been pretty consistent racking out numbers uh, any anybody else we want to kind of mention from that um i mean you said jamar chase yeah he's definitely you know climbing up the boards um matthew stafford i think matthew stafford I mean, yeah, he had a rough. Week oh, Kyler Murray. Eh, Kyler Kyler Murray. Murray. Kyler Murray is kind of like the same. I would probably say he's probably number two behind. I think the question is how far does Patrick Mahomes fall, drop down? Does he still top three, top five? No, no way, because he's been bad. But it's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Patrick Mahomes, and you still have to have faith. I'm not. I mean, in a ten team or someone's taking him. Well, I mean, of course, yeah, of course. I I I think that's a. No brainer, but I'm, uh, I'm trying to think about anybody else. No, I don't really, I don't really think it, I miss anything else there. I we think Stefan, I think Stefan Diggs would take a take a dip. He wouldn't be as valuable as he was at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, possibly. George Casper asks, "How many yards and touchdowns will Justin Herbert get this weekend? Who are they playing? Remind me." They are at home against the Vikings, so points to be had. Mm. I'm saying big day. I'm going 300, two touchdowns. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. Um, well, I was thinking four touchdowns. Oh, four touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking four in about three thirty-five. All right. So, because oh. I I think at this point the Chargers need to reestablish that they they have it right and we know the vikings they can match pretty much any team what they're doing so i think they're gonna have to keep pushing and keep pushing to like 
keep a big di- distance on the Vikings. If the Chargers want to prove not only to everybody else, but to themselves that they are a team that can compete for anything, this is what they have to do. And yeah, I think I, they can do it. I see it being very similar to the game against the Ravens. Uh, Chargers not good at stopping the run. They got Dalvin Cook, hopefully. I, I don't know what's going on over there, but you know, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, those, they're going to run it down their throats. You know, they got, you know, Jefferson and Thielen. It's going to be like north of north of 60 points. Fuck it. Take the over. Hammer down. Hammer down, indeed. All right. Start off our uh, week, uh, week 10 breakdown here. We'll start with the Thursday night game. Ravens at Dolphins. Um, one of the things I do want to mention, because I think this does impact the game, because the Dolphins haven't been playing all that great, Um is that I think my take on the Ravens being fucking frauds are, like, legit. They went into another overtime game where they were basically handed the win. Do you agree? I I mean, they're getting the job done. They're getting wins. I think you could say the defense are frauds. The defense is nowhere near, you know, the caliber we kind of thought. But the passing attack, you know, the offense is – getting the job done on that on that front so that's why from a fantasy perspective you probably don't love the dolphins but you know if you have them and you got to start some of these guys there there's definitely you know points to be had especially at home i don't know what the weather's like in miami if it's gonna be windy and rainy or whatever but uh i mean the falcons it's just not a matchup that scares you anymore so i think that's that's what i would call them frauds yeah yeah it's I think they actually can have a really good free uh, field day here. Uh, Lamar Jackson having a good day. Marquise Brown, (sighs) huge upside in this. That's what I'll say. I'm not going to guarantee a big game from him, but with my, how Miami's been playing lately, like there is huge upside. So if you need him, if you need a bunch of points, if you're looking up at the, your opponent this week, Throw in Hollywood Brown and hope he goes the fuck off is what I would say. Yeah, I think that there is points to be had. You know, these people that you're starting, you know, outside of like Lamar, Mark Andrews, you're not in love with really any of them, but people are going to score. People are going to have some points put up. So um, you probably aren't in love with them, but you can set it. And if you got whoever it is, Gaskin, uh, you know, Waddle, I think people Tua is a game time decision, apparently. So. I think that definitely affects what the Dolphins do. So maybe that, you know, affects you who you start at the flex or who, if you have kind of a borderline person, if two is starting, maybe go with Waddle or someone like that. Then if he's not, then maybe you kind of. Yeah. Jalen Waddle has only seen real upside when, um, when two is playing. I know he had a good week last week, 16 something points. um, But that was just because they're playing the Texans. I don't think that had anything to do. Miles Gaskin, I said last week he'd be back. He was back, 15 points. It's a good good score. I think he continues. I mean, especially, especially if two is not there, he needs to continue getting work. We'll go to the Sunday slate. Bills at Jets. Um, let Let you kick off what you think about this game. I mean, watch out. The Jets at home are deadly they are they're man eaters at home so don't be surprised if the bills lose again i'm just covering my bases here so when that happens i can say i'm right but you just yeah doing this again 
running yeah. it back, running it back for for fuck's sake, right? Exactly. So when I when I'm wrong, I can just say I was kidding. But when I was right, I was serious. But uh, with the Jets, Mike White still kind of dealing with that hand injury. We don't know what his status is. But Dude, who was it? What was the guy who came in for him? He scored the the third. Josh straight. Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yes, that's scored right. more points than Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes combined. Hey, you heard the same stat I did. Awesome. There you go. Shout out Matthew Barry. Shout out Matthew Barry. Great. Thanks for doing the research. That it's amazing to me, like how these guys are able to fucking just. I, I guess maybe it's the systems they have at their own, you know, at their disposal, like where they can just hold stats in and create their own. Out. Be amazing to be able to do one day. One day cheese, right? Yep, that's the job is to get paid to watch the sports. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, I do think this is two weeks in a row where Buffalo has had bad showings. So what do teams that – I mean, we've seen this, I think, last year from the Bills would do this. After a couple of bad showings, they get into a spot with a bad team and they say, you know what, we better just fucking put them on it. Put put them on um, Josh Allen – one of the things I also Josh Allen always, I mean, you're not start, you're not not starting. Don't just because of what happened last week against the Jaguars, do not like overthink that. There's you cannot afford to not have him in your lineup. Did I say that right? Exactly. You're starting okay. Josh Allen. Uh, and then one of the keynotes here, and it's a player that I mentioned a couple weeks ago that was a bad opinion was Devlin Singletary. I thought because he's the backup and they were going to go up big two weeks ago and kind of coast, and he would get most of the rush. They did not do that. They did not use him. But Zach Moss does not seem to be healthy. I know he had some issues coming out of the game last week, I think with a ankle sprain or something like that. Not sure. But um, if you have a roster spot, hold Devin Singletary. See if you get, you know, if you need him in there to slot, you know, why not? My sources say it's a concussion. Concussion. Did I read the wrong thing? That's just what I'm going off of this little little thing I have. But I, I wasn't watching the game. It was a dog shit game. So I had no fantasy things in it. So I wasn't really watching the game. So I don't know. What oh, yeah. Head, head. I don't Was know why I want? saw that. I saw that wrong. Whoopsies. Whoopsies. All right. Next game. Buccaneers at Washington. Um, Buccaneers. This is off of a buy for the Buccaneers, so I expect a pretty good game out of them. They uh, they need to get things rolling. I want to know. Sh- I do not think that they have Grob Gronkowski. Yeah, Gronk is still going to be out. Antonio Brown is still out. Um, so Mike Evan, Mike Mike Evan faithfuls. You're really glad this week, especially off a of buy. He should have some fucking great work. And Chris Godwin owners like upside just shoots up for those guys Um, out of the run game. I still don't trust it, even though it's against Washington and their defense has been eh, especially against the rush. I don't think you trust anybody enough besides maybe Leonard Fournette, just because he's going to be getting the majority of the carries. I think Leonard Fournette's kind of elevated to that set it forget it RB two status. You think so? I think so. I mean, he's done. Let's he's done. A, he's done. He's done a pretty good job. He's averaging. Uh, he's averaging fifteen point two fantasy points a week. At least this is based on our uh, our league numbers. One hundred twenty one fantasy points this season overall. 
six position ranked 16. So running back two is about the right number. Yeah. So the, the football team, the Washington football team also coming off of a bye. So uh, maybe this means Antonio Gibson can kind of get his ankle uh, healed up and, but going up against the Bucks should be a tough matchup. Buccaneers could run away with it late or, you know, early for that matter. And maybe this means another JD McKissick type game. So I'm looking at the running backs in this one to see uh, what Gibson's health is. If he, you know, looks better. Cause he, I mean, these past few weeks, McKissick has been out snapping him, getting a lot of the touches, getting a lot of the catch. You know, he's the pass catching back. And when they're down big, he's going to be in there at the end of the games. This could be another one. So McKissick, if you're looking for a flex option, I think he's a solid one because the Buccaneers, I would assume they're going to get a big in this one. I would assume that too. Um, Falcons at Cowboys next game on the slate. I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about it kind of from both sides already. I expect this a bounce back game for the Cowboys, a more of a shootout. Uh, so I think kind of everyone you got, you're starting from the Falcons side. Calvin Ridley still seems to be out dealing with his mentals. Uh, yeah, Kyle, I don't, Kyle I don't, Pitts is I don't looking like the number one guy. Russell Gage is the number one receiver, but I I don't know. Yeah, um, Kyle Pitts, number one guy for sure. Him and Cordero are like, I, I think at this point, until Cordero shows you that he's not going to be utilizing the offense heavy, you have to keep at least starting him in a flex position. Um, when do you think Calvin Ridley comes back, if at all? I have no clue. I haven't really. I think he's kind of gone radio silent. Yeah. And so we don't really know when, if he comes back. Um, well, I'll speculate for a little bit. You speculate on his mental health, Travis. Yeah. Um, stop being a big fit. No, I'm just playing. Um, I, I, my thing, my thing here is I, I don't think he'll be back for the rest of the season. One, because the Falcons aren't going to push to do anything. They're going to stay one of these mid hey, teams. Hey, they're a playoff team right now. They are, they are the right now. They are right now in a playoff spot. You are correct, sir. I do not think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're a caliber team to beat any of the playoff contenders for real. Um, I think they beat my Saints at home. Yeah, but that would come on. What was that? We know the problem there. <laughs> Fucking Saints didn't have James Winston. That's a goddamn problem. And then Taysom Hill comes in, marches down the field. You put in Trevor Simeon. What happens? Sack fumble. I don't, I don't know I, what's going on. Uh, th- that's a, we'll get to that game in just a second because the Saints is next. But, yeah, that's absurd. Absurd what they're doing. Well, let, let you know what? Let's just roll right into that. Saints at Titans. Why What is going? Why is it not Taysom Hill, right? You pay him all this money, supposed money. I think all the money is imaginary, basically, just to keep him around. They're like, it's all if the Dogecoin. This will pay you. All, if you do this, we'll pay you. We have an option here. We have an option there. And then they go with Trevor Simeon when the the starter, our King James Winston, is hurt. And this, this happens every single time. If like they went out of their way to go get Jameis to be the backup for Drew Brees, and they were still telling Taysom Hill, like, you're the you're gonna be our guy. Like I I, I know because I've been saying he sucks and he's not the guy. This is all bullshit. But like why why are they playing this game? What's going on? Is Taysom Hill relevant in this game as a backup? Who knows? What's going on? I, I don't know. I mean, he was out for the concussion for those few weeks. Maybe it was more of a game plan situation to where he wasn't able to kind of fully con- you know, understand what he needed to be to do the full-time starting quarterback position. But as I said, he came in, the I think the Saints were down at this point, or they were, you know, 
grasping onto the lead. Taysom Hill comes in, runs like three plays in a row, you know, first down after first this down. This is when they were trying to come back, right? Because they were down so big. No, they were, they were, I, I forget, but. No, they, weren't the, the Falcons were like blowing them out. And then the Saints came back and were in the game and the Falcons won it at the end, right? I think so. It was yeah. very late. I think it was like fourth quarter, late third quarter. But Taysom Hill yeah. comes in, looks very good, you know, throws some some zip on the ball. Simeon comes in, sack fumble, you know, Falcons take it. And I forget if they scored after that, but it was just like, I almost thought like Simeon's going to fuck up. And of course that's what happened. So I guess for fantasy, the only question is because we can't trust that they're going to, they're going to start him. It looks like by all accounts, they're going to continue to go with Trevor Simeon, but if he keeps playing poorly, like you have to go to Taysom Hill, right? So is he worth a stash? Taysom Hill? I mean, I guess, especially, I mean, if you have one of those like mid tier art, you know, QB ones and you're just trying to, you know, roll the dice then I I guess, but it is is a very interesting situation as you kind of laid out, like Taysom. I thought it was Taysom Hill, uh, Marcus Simeon, uh, (laughs) Jameis Winston. And once uh, Jameis goes down, then Taysom Hill goes right back in and, whether that is the concussion kind of messed everything up or not, but I haven't really heard anything that it's, it's Taysom Hill for the next uh, upcoming game. So yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with the saints. And the only person's real, who can, you can start with any confidence whatsoever is Alvin Kamara. And you know, not even super competent like you were at the no, beginning of the season. No, not even. Um, Odell Beckham is rumored right now to be looking to go to the saints. He wants to play for a contender. And if he, and he, personally said if he does not go to a contender he will cause problems for your franchise wonder why nobody liked him in cleveland no Uh, wonder no wonder no one claimed him off waivers yeah no shit when he had like Um, a million dollar contract it was like nothing it's nothing uh what a just welcome aboard the anti-obj bandwagon travis goddamn bunch of ignoramus dude ignoramus just fucking moron uh, him and his family and LeBron James for fucking backing him up. Like, you know what? That's the problem with these rich people, too. Just a quick side note. No, like, n- everybody is so afraid to tell them, like, stop being a fucking moron and just nut up and play what you're supposed to play. You're being a fucking diva. Like, that happens in the workplace all the time. Like, that's a fucking real life thing that I think it, I think eventually is going to get cut out of real life thing because it's considered bullying. And, you know, follow your dreams and whatever. Like, at some point, you just got to fucking nut up and do what you got to do, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. Um, do you I, think- like the, I like the Titans. Titans defense is definitely someone to pick up and stash. <laughs> I got off track. I know. I got to reel it back in here. Sorry. I like the Titans defense. They showed up against the uh, the Rams last week. They, uh, you know, it, the Saints don't scare you. And then after that, they kind of got a cakey uh, schedule after that. So I do like the Titans defense. Yeah, I do like the Titans defense too. Um, they are rostered in only nine percent of leagues. So if you take that advice, uh, odds are they're fucking they're able to stream in your league to this week. Um, what about Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols stuff? How do you think that pays out? Because they literally kind of did the same thing last week. Jeremy McNichols didn't score score much. Um, but neither did Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I mean, AP got in the end zone and that's really all that saved his day. 
uh, tough to exactly go off of too, too much. The, the game script and the game itself was kind of weird with those quick back-to-back touchdowns. Uh, Tennessee's offense didn't do too, too much overall. It was more just that defense that, uh, you know, really showed out. But, I mean, Adrian Peterson, I think he will be kind of the more heavy duty, you know, take up more of the snaps uh, overall. So I finally pulled it up. Uh, 10, 10 carries to seven carries. So, yeah. you know, AD still outcarried him. And I think that's just going to only more go up as the season progresses. Yeah. As, as uh, AP gets more and more introduced back into the league and into this team, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, next game here, Jaguars at Colts. We talked about this one a little bit already um, about the Colts and what we think about Carson Wentz going in this week. What else do you see from the Indianapolis offense? Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, absolute stud. We didn't talk about him when it comes to people you draft number one. I think he is in that conversation, honestly. He's had a phenomenal season. Uh, he's prob- maybe, you know, with Nick Chubb out this week, he probably will could take over and be the leading rusher in the league when all things are said and done. So Jonathan Taylor is his absolute stud. And uh, probably for me personally, if I, you know, kind of looked over, he would be the guy who would take number one overall if we're drafting right now because that's how great he is. And he's proven these last few weeks. Um, James Robinson is on watch. He's questionable this week, but um, he may be able to work his way back. So I think out of Jacksonville, you're not really too confident starting anybody. Like even Marvin Jones, who's been a steady start all season, had a bad week last week. Um, But if James Robinson is back, I think you're confident giving him a start. Yeah. And my boy, Dan Arnold. He's a tight end, touchdown dependent. That's pretty much all of them. Yeah, but th- then again, when we talk about tight ends like that, it's like, what else you got to do? If you if you have to start a tight end, what else do you have to do? Yeah, you're not, not getting much better. They're all just in the same, same thing. All right. And the next game, the Lions at Steelers. Um, Lions off a of bye this week. I think – I think – and I, I still – I truly believe that um, – Dan Campbell is a good coach. So coming off a bye, I think they'll have a uh, good plan. Now, what does that plan mean when they're facing the Steelers defense? I'll tell you what I think. I think I like the Steelers defense. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, tough matchup here. You know, you're starting DeAndre Swift, but I think you got to temper expectations. Uh, That run defense is just, it's, it's real tough over there in Pittsburgh. And I think really outside of that, I mean, Hawkinson's really the only guy I would have any starting confidence in. Uh, I said earlier about kind of stashing guys. I think, you you know, Jamal uh, Williams doesn't have as much on his own value as maybe we thought. But if Swift were to go down, I think he holds a lot of, you know, value as a a backup handcuff. So if you're looking, I think Williams is still a good guy to get. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Browns at Patriots. Um, This one. And I talked about this a little bit, how I seen Baker Mayfield actually like have a good week last week, look healthy. His throws look great. I know the offense, I believe the offensive line for Cleveland is still a little banged up, but I wouldn't worry about that too much. They seem really dynamic. Um, What is going on here? I don't see Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is ruled out this week. Yes. Is that true? 
We got a COVID outbreak in the running back. This room is what you were talking about of the Cleveland Browns. So we got Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton both testing positive for COVID. Both are vaccinated, so they could have a chance of coming back before the week is over. Uh, Dearness Johnson so far has not tested positive, so he is looking like a go as the start. So Luckily, they so they are vaccinated, though, right? Yes. So that so, is a different so they thing just have- than what. They just have to show two po- negative tests in a row correctly. Two correct? back-to-back negative tests within 24 hours. Yeah. So um, it's not impossible. I, yeah. I don't know everyone who's tested positive for the NFL, but it's not like Devontae Adams who had it, you know, only had it till Thursday. So so yeah. this, is, this is a morning game here. So what I would suggest here is uh, what, what you're doing, if you have Nick Chubb and you do not have Dernish Johnson, or even if you do and you're still not sure because they could test that morning when they show up to the field, right? And this is a 10 a.m. West Coast game. Um, is you need to look and you need to find a running back in one of these other early games. Um, right? Does it have to be an early game? I mean, if you can find some in the afternoon, that's probably too better because yeah. you would know that they're not playing. Well, you need, you just need to you need to be up and you need to be on your toes. So work out your work out your situations. That's what I'm trying to say. You need to work out your situations of who you're subbing out for when, what you're looking for, so that at game time, first thing in the morning, you know, or before 10 a.m., uh, you can have that approach ready. So if it's becoming a game time decision and something fucking happens, you can be able to. Bloop, blop, and you're set, ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why, because you don't want to miss Nick Chubb starting. That's a, that's the thing. No, yeah. So I mean, you def, I mean, regardless, you always want to just look at your lineup like five, ten minutes before kickoff, just to make sure nothing happened. No, no one rolled an ankle in pregame, and they're out for the, you know, out for the game. So yeah, I mean, it's always good every, to check. Although every time I seem to do that, I win. But yeah, uh, Dearness Johnson going up against the Patriots. If this is the case. Um, I would assume he's going to be, I mean, if he's the only guy there, he's going to have a massive workload like what he did on the Thursday night game. Patriots defense is solid. doesn't scare you a ton. Uh, the uh, Browns want to just run the ball down everyone's throat. So I would expect maybe not as big of a game as it was that Thursday night game, but he's going to have another RB one, I think type game. If yeah. He, he should, the he lot, should he's just because, just because of the workload, like strictly just, just for, because of the workload. Right. Yeah. Um, and then on New England side of the ball, Cleveland's defense looked to be back. So what does that what does that show for the other side? Uh, I'm not sure. Damian Harris, um, I think we're still questionable on him. Appears to be. Do you have any word up on him? Nope. Uh, I mean, as I said, you know, we're here on Tuesday, just kind of guessing. Uh, but back it's, concu- it's concussion protocol, so. Like, the, the, like, there's no, no even basis you can get, yeah, right? So, if you're looking for a backup, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he had, uh, you know, he had 10 carries last week, so actually had more rushing yards than Damian Harris. So, he had a solid week. If you're looking uh, PPR-wise, Brandon Bolden is the uh, the pass-catching guy there. So, uh, maybe overall, if you're in a PPR league, maybe Bolden's the guy to catch if they, this does kind of get in a high scoring affair, but uh, yeah, Damon Harris that, is still the guy. That Cleveland defense is good, so I expect New England to have a game plan of kind of getting the ball out of the hands quick. So I do agree with the Bolden pick there. Uh, Vikings at Chargers next game. Go ahead. 
I would assume this is going to be a high scoring affair between these two people. Uh, my question to you, Travis, is the Mike Williams situation. He was a hot commodity. He was like the steal of the draft at the beginning of the season. I think it's like four of the last five games. He has not been doing so great. Keaton Allen was like targeted all over the place this past week. So it seems like he's back. But now Mike Williams has kind of gotten he's dipped down. But still, Justin Herbert and the Chargers are putting up monster numbers. Yeah. What do you do if you have, if you have Mike Williams? I think this is another th- another uh, situation where you got to look at your lineup and see where you're taking shots, right? Because Mike Williams, one of those guys where if he has a big day, you don't want to miss it, right? So you got to pick your matchups, and Minnesota is literally last against the wide receivers. They've given up the most points to wide receivers this league. So I think he has huge, huge upside this week, huge. If you need the points, you're looking down or you're looking up at your opponent, Mike Williams. You want to put him in there. You want to keep go ahead and keep starting him. If it's if it's appears to be a close matchup and you need definite points, I don't think Mike Williams is your guy. Unfortunately, you have to just you have to roll the dice on that one. Yeah, I, I don't think Williams is a lock like he used to be, but I think in this in this sequence in this uh, game, you're probably going to want to start him. Yeah. It's just too much of an upside for me. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be the guy. It's like Tyler Lockett. You don't want to be the guy who sits him, but then he pops off for like 30 points. Yeah. That's what I've been hearing about. Um, Cause I I've, I've had issues with what I'm going to do with, um, with somebody in the next game that we'll talk about doing the same thing with, but um, out of Minnesota, I think there's upside uh, the running game. Chargers have t- tough time starting to running, stopping the running game. So, course but like you're not not starting Dalvin Cook so I'm just telling you things that you already know the guys over there the names you know I, I'm not gonna mess waste my time too much with it only Panthers, thing is there is but, some news coming out about Dalvin Cook and like a domestic situation this is this didn't happen like today but there's like reports and stuff coming out of you know him and, and this other woman I I don't it's way too early to say if anything's gonna happen I would assume he's still gonna play but it's just something to keep an eye out on and I Still think Alexander Madison is probably one of the best backups you can get. So yeah, just, I mean, just to be safe, I, I, I would... think we, I think since the beginning of the season, we've been talking about making sure that he's handcuffed somewhere, right? Yeah, but he he's still out there. So yeah. I mean, I I dropped Alexander Madison, told Dominic, Dominic, pick him up. I am dro- I literally told him, I'm dropping him, Dominic, pick him up. He doesn't listen to me. Well, he thinks you're trying to fuck him over. Well, I'm. You know, and then he's going to yell at me when Dalvin Cook is out at the you know 23rd hour and I pick him up and he's going to say I cuffed him, which I did. Well, you know, you got to pay attention there, you know, or or just like have a little faith, brother. Have a little faith. Uh, next game, though, the Panthers and the Cardinals. So this is a guy that I was talking about who I think is now in the same situation as a Mike Williams. And that is Christian Kirk. Um, at this point, I've had him rostered. And I keep missing these huge weeks that he's having where he's scoring above, you know, above 14 points, which I, I, for that, you know, for what you're looking at of a guy like that, that's huge. Um, so I keep missing these big weeks from him. Um, I think the upside is just there where I'm going to have to ride with him for a while and just hope I catch to win some of these games. It's unfortunate. I think we talked about a few weeks ago about just everybody of the past catchers over there. Uh, you're probably starting them just because you don't want you don't want to you know miss the boom game. Christian Kirk, 
it's kind of you know him and DeAndre Hopkins at the top. I mean, of we the just list, obviously we but. just talked about it with Zach Ertz too, right? Yeah, so uh, James Conner, no uh, Chase Edmonds, it looks like for the next few weeks. James Conner has been an absolute touchdown machine recently. Uh, he is the number one guy there right now, but maybe they're going to not like have, have him be the guy. Uh, for, you know, Benjamin, I think, is the backup, and he could uh, take some snaps away. So if you're looking deep league-wise, uh, he's a guy to, to look at and pick up. Yeah, I don't think uh, – I'm sure they're going to try and get somebody to split a load with them, but uh, he's still – I mean – his upside is way too much. He's very good, and, and I, I think he he's still his 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? His stock rate rises without Chase Edmonds, regardless. If they, I mean, it's been gonna... rise, it's been rising with him, and now that he's gone, and it's is his show. It's you know, set it, forget it, set it, and forget it. Uh, next game, Eagles and Broncos. Go ahead and kick this one off. Uh, both teams you know kind of kind of fighting broncos coming off that big big win maybe a little bit of a, a down week but uh darius slay he's one of those quarterback uh, cornerbacks that i kind of stay away from so uh was it uh digs in dallas so maybe you know russell gage maybe stay away from him a little bit so uh Cortland sutton i'm giving him a downgrade uh, he's been very up and down kind of the entire season uh, I'm kind of staying away from him, Mel- but the running backs, I do like both of them, Melvin Gordon and uh, Javante Williams. I think they both will have big games while maybe the passing game might get limited. At least Cortland Sutton, I think, will be limited just because he's going to get shadowed by Darius Slay, and that's why Mike Williams didn't have the, the game he did last week. So do you think with the limitation on Cortland Sutton, uh, that gives an upgrade to Tim Patrick and uh, who's the other guy who I'm missing? Jerry Judy. Judy? Yeah, I would say yes. I think you're going to upgrade them a little bit. I know Tim Patrick, I think, is a little bit banged up, but uh, so because he had a he had a big day last week, and I missed I missed that band. Yeah, he was he was the guy last week. So you know, just keep an eye on that. But I would say downgrade Sutton. You know, upgrade to the slot guys. I mean, we saw what Keenan Allen did last uh, last week. So uh, everybody, I, I like the Broncos' offense besides Sutton. Let's just say that. Yeah, and I, I think um, I think Jalen Hurst has a good day. I know Denver is off a hot win, and they're going back home. But Jalen Hurst just knows how to make things happen. He's a great fantasy quarterback, so you're going to want to start him again. I just think that everywhere else is kind of downgraded besides Devontae Smith. He is going to continue to be what he is. Hope so. I think I'm starting him this week, so you know he ain't doing shit. So I'll maybe say don't start him. All right, next game is the Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay, what can we say there? The whole Aaron Rodgers thing has been a treat to watch. He is still not, you know, we don't know if he's going to be back because he's not vaccinated. And that has been the big issue going on with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Of course, and um, I think Matt LaFleur came out and said that if he's good, if he's A-OK on Saturday, He's starting on Sunday. They don't give a shit if he's practiced all week or week or not. And we know the Seahawks defense isn't exactly strong. Aaron Rodgers is going to start. Devontae Adams is going to start. Aaron Jones is going to start. A.J. Dillon should have a flex option. Seems like they're just going back to the old thing that started the Matthew Barry free, uh, free Aaron Jones thing where they're just working in A.J. Dillon more and more and more. For what reason? I don't know. Hashtag free Aaron Jones. So uh, this is the uh, big game, 
big return game for both of these quarterbacks. Uh, Russell Wilson seemingly will be back. You know, he put a fancy video up on the Instagram, so you know it's real. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers probably Did he say go Hawks. Did he say go Hawks? Uh, I don't think so. It was just, you know, him, you know, cutting, slicing, you know, music rising in the background. It was all in black and white. Very cinematic. Beautiful, oh beautiful piece of cinema there. It's uh, like he hired one of Sierra's uh, music video teams and said, just follow me around. Pretty much. Uh, no pin. Time to win, baby. Go Hawks. Is that what he said? Yeah, that, I mean, that's what he posted, whatever, last week when they took the pin out on the bye week. Uh, but, I mean, it's pretty simple. If these quarterbacks are starting, big upgrade all the way around for all the uh, the star guys. Chris Carson, uh, a guy kind of on the injury on the injury report. He's I mean, on the injured reserve. He's still dealing with a neck injury. Uh, I heard he is set to practice Friday or Wednesday. So just another thing to look at if he gets activated and if he's a full participant. Uh, I think he is a go tough defense against Green Bay. But if you had Carson, he was probably like your RB two. I don't know what you've done the waiver wire, so maybe you can sit him out. But I would, I would just wait. I would wait a week just to see because Pete Carroll likes to, you know, he's a player's guy. So even though he may want to just hand the ball and be like, "You're good, go out there," I think he might be like, "You know what? You're not going to start all this. You know, you're not going to start as many snaps as you think you might, or what? You know, whatever it may be." I think they so, kind of shy, shy away a little bit. So you're that. telling me he's not Matt Nagy, who has a running back coming off of a severe knee injury, and then he had a good r- rookie running back, and then he just, you know, said "fuck you, Khalil Herbert." We're just going to run David Montgomery the entire the entire day. Yes, Pete Carroll is not Matt Nagy, okay, for sure, okay. especially in that matter. Lucky and then, I did not need Khalil Herbert to do anything, or else I would have been pissed. Yeah, uh, Saturday night, Sunday night football. Chiefs at Raiders in the Death Star. Why don't you kick this one off? I, I do not know what is going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we I, 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 I truly think that there's something like more wrong than we think with Patrick Mahomes' feet because he had the turf toe issue and he had an ankle issue at the end of at the end of last season, and it just it, he does not look the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Kansas City came off a win, or two wins, I guess. So they're supposedly the hot team, but they, they do not feel like it. Uh, Raiders coming off of that uh, tough loss against the Giants. So I don't know what uh, really to expect. I'm not the biggest Josh Jacobs fan, but if he plays, you know, big upgrade against this, this Chiefs defense, I think kind of big upgrade overall. Uh, I know you've labeled me the Brian Edwards guy because on one podcast I said I liked him, you know, more than Henry Ruggs. And that was more me being anti Henry Ruggs than really pro Brian Edwards. Well, that take really fucking <laughs> works now, huh? Yeah, well, you know, you check the tape. I told when we did our little draft special, whatever, back in the day, I said I would rather have CeeDee Lamb than this Henry Ruggs guy. And uh, I'm just toot my own horn, but, you know, toot toot. Um, Anyways, uh, how do they get to make Chevrolets so cool? I don't know. <laughs> I waited a week for a joke. All right. Where's your boy Derek Carr at? He struggled last week against the, the Giants. Is he coming back this week against the Chiefs in prime time? Yeah, I, I think I think Derek Carr has a good uh, get back game. Uh, getting Hunter Refro more involved uh, has proven to work out great for him. So I think we upgrade Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller, of course, you're going to keep starting him. I just – the key in. He gets keyed in on, um, although te- um, the Chiefs are, like, bottom three at points given up to tight ends. 
Uh, I would expect still to see somebody shadowing uh, or going over the top of Darren Waller, trying to bait Derek Carr in. He's got to stay away from that bait. He's got to be uh, productive using the other guys. So Hunter Renfro and uh, Josh Jacobs and Brian Edwards. I like them. Apparently the Raiders do listen to this podcast because it did go up and get Deshaun Jackson, Travis, any value in him whatsoever. I don't think, I don't think this week. Uh, and I don't think, I don't think you want to take the risk on him because of the upside from him. Yes, he is fast. He's quick. He can have a huge game, but the amount of huge games he's had recently, um, I don't think outweigh what you're going to get averaging from somebody else from week to week. That makes sense. Yeah. I think this means more for Renfro and Waller because, uh, Jackson will be able to kind of take the top off the defense more, open up the middle of the field, and, you know, Waller and Renfro kind of pick them apart. So, you know, maybe there's those two for 80 games with a touchdown from Jackson, but they're few and far between. I think this elevates Renfro and, you know, Carr and everybody else besides just Jackson on his own. Yeah, and I don't think there's much else to say from the Chiefs, right? Like, it's – are you going to risk not starting Mahomes at this point? I mean, I think you got to, like – maybe contemplate it. I know it's really hard to think of, but I mean, Hill, Kelsey, you're still starting them regardless, but I think Mahomes, with just the way the the quarterback situation is where you can get, you know, 15 decent to pretty good quarterbacks. I mean, maybe, but I, it all just depends on exactly who's out there. Like if you're I do ten- not, I do not disagree with you last week. I was all prepared to start Tua over Patrick Mahomes. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm in agreement greens with you. I mean, yeah, especially in like a 10 teamer and, you know, you got a lot of people just sitting there. I- I'm not opposed to it. Now the Raiders defense doesn't scare you, but it- it's one of those things like we're in week 10 and I feel like every single week we're like, okay, they're going to get back on it. They're going to get back on it. And it just hasn't happened yet. But th- I mean, that Packers defense is pretty good. I think we're kind of overlooking that part of it, but eh, not, not a good look there in Kansas city. What's the final game on, on tap Travis? Monday night football division game Rams at 49ers. I will start this one because you know, who's why. back, you know, who's fucking back. George. Brandon Ayuk. Back. Oh, sorry. Brandon. Ayuk is back two weeks in a row. He's had productive games. Um, his uh, snap share has gone up. His targets have gone up. Everything seems to be trending the right way. The 49ers offense has slowly been working. Uh, Jimmy G has actually been one of the top, I believe, eight fantasy quarterbacks the last two weeks since he's been healthy. And I think that's in part to Brandon Ayuk getting the football. And they need to keep running to him. They need to keep working him in. This is what we saw last season when they started to work him in. They were like, this actually works. Let's fucking keep giving it. And it fucking works and it does great. Brandon Ayuk. Start this week, start this week, start this week. Boom. Week 10, we're finally back on the Brandon Ayuk bandwagon. George Kittle, he came back. He looked good. They said he was on a pitch count, but he still was able to put up uh, George Kittle-type numbers after a disappointing first part of the season. Hopefully this means he comes back. Uh, Rams defense, you know, tight ends-wise, I don't know exactly what the stats are on that, but I think you're starting Kittle. You probably didn't find too much of a better option out there, so uh, Kittle – I do like him over to the Ram side of things. 
you know, disappointing game, obviously for sure. From Rams last week, Matt Stafford uh, dealing with uh, an ankle injury. I thought it was his back at first, but I think, um, well, it was at first, it was a back issue. And then he rolled his ankle in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter. Yes. I believe it was the fourth quarter in uh, last week's game. He came back into the game, but then obviously not doing great. Yeah. So that's a question mark, you know, Monday night, you're not going to get, you know, maybe quarter, you know, for starting Stafford, maybe you look somewhere else just because you don't know what's going on there. But, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, still Cooper Cup, number one guy in the league. But uh, Robert Woods, he he's continuing to, you know, after I think after he, after he complained, uh, he, you know, squeak a wheel gets the grease and he's kind of back to what he was. He's not going to be the number one guy that's still going to be Cooper Cup, but uh, Woods has kind of elevated himself back to where he was, even in a disappointing match or game overall. From the Rams last week. Yeah, and uh, San Francisco, uh, if they do one thing good on defense, they uh, they shut down the receiving core and kind of make you win on the ground and inside the um, the hash marks. Uh, I don't think that matters with this team. As long as Matthew Stafford feels okay, he could sling it pretty much anywhere he wants. Do you disagree? No. And, yeah, I think it was just more good Tennessee, you know, getting the blitz in, you know, having a good game plan. Uh, 49ers defense has been a little bit of a disappointment. Maybe they show up on, on prime time, but 49ers have not played well at home, have not won a game since last year, since before COVID, or not before COVID, but since 2020, they have not uh, won a game at home. So, well, I mean, they, su- they suck in that place. I-, I think it has to do with the fact that they call themselves the San Francisco 49ers still, and they don't play in San Francisco, but ah, who am I to say? I mean, the Giants have won three Super Bowls in New Jersey, so it can happen. Yeah, but fucking, we're not supposed to bring that shit up. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I, that's on the East Coast. That's a completely different, that's like a whole Yeah, they're ass country. backwards out there anyways. Yeah, they're three hours ahead. What is going on there? Yeah, fucking Marty Mush, like, soaks his Oreos in water. There you go. There you go. That's why the Cowboys aren't winning the Super Bowls, because they play in Arlington and not in Dallas. That's got... Goddamn right. Exactly. Um, that's it, though. That's the breakdown this week. Uh, great stuff this week. Cheese. Another awesome fantasy week. Oh, that's right. Um, who texted me and wanted to fucking. Can you pull? Oh, fucking do it. Never mind. Let's see. Johnny Roca. Who wanted this? Uh, Jeff Walker wanted a breakdown of the because we're in the halfway mark of the season. So I'm just going to give a quick rundown of our leagues, I guess. Why the hell not? Why not? So far, um, in ours, in the CTE league. Who's the number one seed in the whatever division? So in the, in the East, Travis Hart's Kelsey is the number one seed. That's you, right, Jesus? Yeah, yeah, goddamn right. Travis loves Kelsey is the number one seed in that, in that division. Right behind Kenny, uh, Gary Chan. Dominic Hobson, Jardo, Jared, our uh, reigning champ, and then uh, Ish, newcomer to the league at the bottom of the East. And then in the West, uh, my fucking cousin Joe, he's leading that one. Right behind him is um, fucking Josh, my cousin, my other cousin. Beat him last week. Tyler's above him. Beat him. Or Tyler's below him. Beat him. Uh, Kenny. Oh wait, no, sorry. Hardy is in second place behind you. Kenny 
is uh, below Tyler and ours, then me, which is I'm tied with Kenny to technically, beat. and then fucking Donnie is one and five. I got the bye week this week. I am juiced. Get to face San Leandro balls. So sorry, oh, you yeah. don't do not apologize. He's not listening to this one, <laughs> and he does not take my advice too. And then Jeff Walker wants a, this is the end zone, so I'm just going to run to them. Sorry for the people who uh, don't listen to this and uh, or, or and aren't in any of these two leagues. But you know what? The fans ask. Fans get what they want. Um, fuck. And I know why Jeff Walker wants me to talk about it because he's in first place. Eight and one. Great job, Jeff Walker. Right below him is Johnny. J. Rowe, the commish, right behind him is Craig, who's like fucking won this league four times. Um, I'm right behind him. Uh, I'm actually up two spots because I'm on a win streak, so that's good for me. Who's put who is that? I don't know. This is this one, they don't put the names right now. Don G dropping out of the grace. He's below me now. Um, Who did I say? Oh, CJ's right below me. Basic variants who uh, who I offered that trade to. Accept my trade, please. Uh, Goose, who asked us a question this week, is right below them. He is out of the playoff picture if it ended today. Um, let's see. Ryan below Goose. Evan below him. And then last place in that league is none other than Tyler Gunderson. Hate to see it. Tyler, I am sorry. He asked me uh, basically Kadarius Tony or Hunter Renfro. I told him Kadarius Tony and he lost, but it's okay because I listened to his betting advice. And of course, after going eight straight picks in a row, Tyler finally lost with taking the under in that Baltimore Minnesota Vikings game. So I, it was I, a fair I, trade. I forgot to mark down the picks that I did on Trapdoor to Hell last week that I kind of just threw out there because it's like whatever, you know. I'm, I'm I was by myself there and I just like fucking whatever. I'm five shots in. Let's fucking do these. Let's do some picks. Do you know if any of them actually hit? I don't know what I picked. I for, yeah, I kind of forgot what you did. I am on a little bit of a heater, little 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 mini uh, winning streak for your boy. I got the Falcons and the over, and then I had the Titans and the under. I was gonna bet the Bears. And the over, but uh, unfortunately, I pushed it out, but I would have hit. So I'm on an imaginary three game winning streak or a real two game winning streak. Fucking right on, brother. Right on. I heard you got in trouble with your job. You're not going to get fired, are you? Oh, of course I won't get fired. Hopefully. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. What did you do? Did you do something wrong? I just miss, as the TikTokers say, I misunderstood the assignment. All right, brother. Well, tell them where you can hear where they can hear you. Tell them where they can send questions, all that good stuff. Well, if you want to listen to curveballs and chair shots, we drop every Friday. Might drop on Saturday because I got something I got to do on Friday. But if you'd like to send in a question, be like Johnny Roca and Mr. X, uh, send it into curveball and cs at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials, curveballs and cs on Instagram and Twitter. If you listen to it on our feed, I put all the informations and the links in the description. So it's a nice, easy way to, you can find everything. Uh, shout out Trapdoor to hell. We love you guys. Uh, I'm not sure. And like I said, on R. R. last P. week's episode, I don't know what's going on this week or for now on, 
Um, as of today, I say in papers, I'm moving into a new apartment. So we got to figure that whole thing out. Oh, shit. I, no. I, I, may, I'm, I may be busy moving some stuff around this weekend. I uh, Actually, my lease starts this the end of this week. So good stuff, fun stuff, exciting, new things. RIP the new studio that I just put everything in, but it's maybe it's you know, you're not gonna understand this reference. Maybe it's just like the old Monday, the second Monday Night Wars between Monday Night Raw and Impact. It wasn't even really a war, it was over before it started. You just hate to see it. Sorry. <laughs> you do see, I hope you know it like, dude, this has been such a fucking process of putting all my Funko Pops back in their fucking original boxes. It is insane. Insane. No one's taking you up on any of your uh, online offers? No, I... Oh, my God. So I sold one oh. for $75, right? So they send me... It's through a third co- three third-party company called Whatnot. They're, they, I've only posted the one. I have a group of stuff that's for sale. If anybody's interested, hit me up. Uh, and I only posted the one to see, like, how is this going to work and stuff like that. So they, you know, seem like streamlined. Somebody... Put it like put in a bid for mine. They wanted to buy for seventy five. I think I had it listed for eighty or something. I'm like sure, whatever. Uh, they send me the alert for that. They send me a packing, um, a shipping label for USPS. They say box it up, nice. Drop it off at USPS, and you're good to go. Once we make sure that the grading you give it is a pretty accurate grading, and we send it out to the other customer, you should be ready to rock. I went to USPS. One, the lady there barely spoke fucking English. She's like terrible Chinese accent. I'm like, oh my God, I can't understand you. And they don't slow down. Like, I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. And they just talk the same speed. It's like, that doesn't help. But what they did was on the shipping label, they put eight ounces. Well, it's heavier than eight ounces. The box weighed, I think, like 1.8 something uh fully ready to ship so she's like it's not gonna work but you gotta do that. i'm like oh fuck i can't understand what you're saying uh so then i was like well let me see what the just the funko box weighs maybe it's something i have to do with the packaging no because it's a because it's a pop vehicle it already weighs by itself 1.2 pounds which is over the fucking eight ounce that they put on there so i had to send an email to somebody to then wait for an email to come back to try and figure out what this is. And I'm supposed to send it within two business days or get a hash, like a bad mark on my, on my seller. It's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Fucking tired of it. There you go. At the end of your fantasy football podcast, you get a little Funko pop selling news. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, hopefully that I got an email in here that they send me the new shipping label. Oh, yep, it's right there. Let's see. Breaking news on the podcast. Yeah. Let's see. Thank you for reaching about this. I have, gone ahead and attached a new shipping label for you here can you please reach out to me once the item has been sent oh look at that oh, looks like we know what travis is doing tomorrow look at that i have to go back to usps but you know what to get my money fuck yeah there we go all right well that's it everybody uh you can still follow the socials because i think we're going to keep on trying to rock uh the most well i'm going to keep trying i'm going to try something we're going to do something, all right? I just don't know if we're going to have a podcast this week or whatever, but we'll keep you updated there on any news, Trapdoor to Hell on 
Facebook and at trapdoorpodyahoo.com. And we're going to do this for sure throughout the rest of the season. So I'm not worried about that. Uh, Everybody have a good fantasy week.